Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fedotin with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I have a special guest, Brady Farkas of Believe in Patriots. Thanks so much for joining us, Brady. Hey, thanks, guys. How are you? Great, Brady. Well, we're, we're really good after last night. So that was, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're excited. But we're also excited, you know, as this, as this Chiefs team does and, and their fans do, they're always excited about, you know, the next opponent. They usually put that one behind them and move on to the next one. So. Yes. I'd stay excited about that one for a little while longer. Beating the Ravens is a good is a good win. For sure. And we're we're taping this on Tuesday night. We're gonna post it Wednesday morning. But Brady, we're doing well, as Joe said. But you know, pardon Joe, he he's a little sleep deprived. He had the game last night, and then after his social media was just blowing up with all sorts of mentions. When Eric Fisher caught that tackle eligible play on Monday Night Football, everyone was recalling and remembering Joe Valerio when he did that against uh, Denver. So pardon if he's a little little sleepy, sounds voice yeah. might be a little raspy this morning. So. I had a lot of catching up to do. And, you know, one of the things, Jeff, that, you know, always comes up is, you know, watching Eric Fisher, it looked like he'd been there before, which is uh-huh. what I didn't do in my first touchdown. Uh, as a tackle and uh you know my wife said look when you get in the end zone act like you've been there before don't don't ever dance again like that so so uh you know I'm glad to see that the linemen have have, have learned at least from that lesson but Joe, well, you were Mike Vrabel before Mike Vrabel yeah, yeah seriously <laughs> excellent way to uh, pull it back to the uh Patriots uh Brady right. but Joe seriously so cool man that that so many people think of that when they when they see Eric Fisher that's that's really awesome yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch another big guy, you know, getting some pub and not hearing his name called for a holding penalty or, you know, doing something bad, right? It's, that's always a great thing for a lineman. It's not going to be good for the fines that he's going to have to pay to his teammates and taking people out to dinner for an, a lineman scoring. Won't be good for his pocketbook, but it's definitely good, uh, good for the ego to hear your, hear your name other than, you know, number 72 holding, right, or number 73 offsides, so. Well, before we, for sure, and before we move on to previewing the Patriots, uh, what stood out about that huge Monday night win for the Chiefs uh, for both of you guys? What stood out to you, Brady, and also what stood out to you, Joe? I'd like to hear from Brady because, you, know, you know, his team's going to be the ones that have to face it. What, what did you think, Brady? What, what, are, what are the Patriots going to have to do? What did you think of that win for the Chiefs? I mean, I think although the Patriots are not as explosive as the Ravens, the same problems or the same questions that we have about the Ravens exist for the Patriots. Can they play from behind and mm-hmm. can they play when they need to be pass happy? So the question about the Ravens is, is can Lamar Jackson get behind early and lead you back with his arm? The same question exists for Cam Newton. They did that against Seattle in week two. They proved that they can do that, but the Patriots are much better equipped to play from ahead. If this ends up being, if the, if the the Chiefs are up 17-3 early. I would say the Patriots have no chance. If it's hovering at 10-7, 13-10, that's when the Patriots have a chance. It's interesting because, Jeff, you and I were texting last night, you know, during the game or, or the, you know, we obviously our listeners are hearing this on a different night, but, you know, during the Monday night game. And I had seen that stat that, that Monday night football had put up that Lamar Jackson was 0-4 when he was down by 10, whenever he got down by 10. So, 
know, I thought that was really revealing, right, about, about that, either what they're doing with him or how he plays when he's down. It just seems to be it's, – it's growing in statistics now. Now he's 0-5 when he's down by 10. So it's kind of um, – you know, it's, it's something to definitely think about, Brady, and you bring up a great point. But what, what do you think is different about the Pats team that gives them maybe a better chance than the Ravens if, you know, having a veteran like Cam Newton or, you know, obviously not having Tom Brady? Like, what, what are the things that the Patriots have done to make them more competitive? Well, the Patriots are really well coached. We know that because of Belichick, but they're, they're not going to beat themselves. I mean, Cam only has two – uh, only has two interceptions in three games. They're not going to fumble. They didn't miss any kicks last week, which has been a bugaboo for the last season mm-hmm. and a half. Like they've only, they haven't committed one offensive penalty yet. No holding, no false start, no wow. OPI. Wow. So they're not going to beat themselves, and they're going to capitalize on teams that do beat themselves. Okay. The Raiders turned it over three times. Patriots capitalized on it. Um, so we'll see how, you know, we'll see what happens here with Kansas City. I also think that Kansas City is not really going to beat themselves, but the Patriots definitely won't beat themselves. So if Patriots can just do what they do, not beat themselves, not give extra chances to that offense, they're going to have a chance to stay in the game. And the longer they stay in the game, the better chance they have to win the game. And we'll get back to previewing uh, this exciting game on Sunday between the Chiefs and Patriots. But first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. And boy, I wouldn't be betting against the Chiefs right now. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You know, when the, when the schedule first came out and I, I saw the Patriots on the schedule, I'm like, you know, this, this year is going to be different. It, they're, they're always such a formidable opponent, to, stating the obvious. But not only did Brady leave, I looked at their linebacker uh, defections and so many guys who opted out. But you know what? I, I've seen the Patriots uh, s- several times and been very impressed. And they have the number one rushing team right now, which the Chiefs is – great as they look that's been kind of a weakness so I I think this is actually I like the Chiefs in this but guys I think this is going to be a real challenge for the Chiefs do you do you agree Brady and Joe uh challenge yes because the Patriots are always good and Belichick is great um I would pick the Chiefs to win I don't know that they're going to win by 30 or something but I I think that they're going to score um, the Patriots defense is not as a good, not as good as it was a year ago. You mentioned the defections, the guy, they, the most players opt out in the league, Patrick Chung's out, Dante Hightower's out. They're really weak at linebacker. The chiefs will own the middle of the field. Um, Stefan Gilmore has not been as good as he was a year ago. I mean, he's got two picks, but he's also got three defensive pass interference penalties, which is a problem, especially if, you know, Hardman and Hill can get behind the defense. So, I mean, I would pick the chiefs to win. Sure, it will be competitive. I think it will be close for a while, but I just don't think this Patriots team is built to play from behind consistently. I think I think the Patriots are better passing than maybe we gave them credit for going into the year. I also think Seattle is worse in the secondary than we gave them credit mm-hmm. for at the beginning of the year, too. So I think it's a little bit of a product of we've seen how bad Seattle is in the secondary. So part of that is Pat's got down, Seattle let them throw, but Seattle can't stop anybody. So 
um, I, I think the Chiefs will have a bit easier time defensively than Seattle did. Hey, Brady, I'm curious, you know, looking at some of the, you know, and watching, you know, some of the games that been able to see the Patriots play and kind of gearing up for, for this week with, um, you know, with the Chiefs Patriots game, what did, what did the Patriots do in your opinion this week to flip the narrative from being completely reliant on Cam Newton to be their high leading rusher, which he was in the first two weeks of the season uh, and Edelman just crushing it, obviously against Seattle. He had a fantastic game. Uh, but he also was the was the uh, leading receiver in the first game in the opening week. Um, you know, they flipped the narrative, right? Sony Michelle has a hundred yard plus game. Uh, Cam doesn't really really have the, the 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 throwing game that he had had against Seattle. And then Burkhead, you know, emerges as as their leading receiver. What did they do differently, in your opinion, offensively to to be more? I think that. That shows that they're more versatile, right? If it would have been another Newton Edelman, Newton Edelman, Newton Edelman game against against the the, the Raiders, um, you know, I would I would be less concerned. But now that you've got other weapons, tell us about your your thoughts on on the on the offense going against this Chiefs defense. Yeah, I don't know that they've changed anything. I just think that they are really really good at knowing who they are, and self awareness is a really important quality in life, and it's a really important quality in sports. I mean, they know what they're good at and they're playing to those strengths. But the thing that they're dispelling about the NFL is what we see other teams doing that you don't necessarily need a franchise back and you don't need one guy that you're beholden to. I mean, outside of the fact that it takes up multiple roster spots, I like the, the multi running back system. I mean, and James White didn't even play because of the tragedy with his parents. So he was inactive. So, I mean, you've got five running backs that are viable ball carriers and four of which are viable pass catchers going into this week. You've got James White, you've got Sony Michelle, you've got Rex Burkhead, you've got J.J. Taylor. Damian Harris can come off the IR this week. We'll see if he gets on the field. And then you've got Cam, who operates as the sixth running back. So I just think the Patriots are coming at you from, from multiple different angles. They're keeping guys fresh, um, especially early in the season when conditioning might not be as high because of the, the no preseason and a different camp. So um, they can come at you from different angles. They can hit you with different running styles and different open field abilities. So the Patriots know who they are, they know what they are, and they need to play to those strengths, which is why I think they, again, are not built to play from behind because you're, you can only run so many screens and so many, uh, so many handoffs and so many toss plays and so many QB powers when you're down 20 to 3. So they need to keep the game close to utilize all that other stuff. Interesting take. Really interesting take. And then something else that you said, Brady, that was interesting, um, you know, Stefan Gilmore – was so outstanding last year, defensive player of the year. Uh, and I, I think why the, the Patriots can challenge the Chiefs is they still have a really good secondary. But what what's the re- any idea why he does seem to have regressed a little bit this year? Uh, you know, DK Metcalf, I watched that game, Seahawks-Patriots that we've referenced, and Metcalf seemed to outplay him and at least beat him several times. What's, what's the deal this year with uh, Gilmore? Well, not many quarterbacks are Russell Wilson, so that's number one, right? Like, True. not many quarterbacks are Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is in that class, so, I mean, he can make those throws, mm-hmm. but not many quarterbacks can make the throws that Wilson made. The other thing I think is that, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick in week one, say what you want about Fitzpatrick, he's not afraid. He's fearless. Like, he's not yeah. scared off by Stephon Gilmore. So, usually you see people just not even throw at him, but Fitzpatrick, he threw at him. He threw at him multiple times, and – he got the better of, of Gilmore in week 17 last year and just thought, okay, we can go and replicate what we did last year here in week one. Gilmore is still very good. They need him to be very good. I'm not saying he's going to shut down Tyreek Hill or anything, but 
they need him to be more of Gilmore Island so that they can mm-hmm. um, help cover up their deficiencies at pass rush and the deficiencies at linebacker. They need their secondary to be stout, and Gilmore has to be able to take somebody on his own. Is that like Jeff and I are big Brady on talking about matchups? We love to have our listeners focus on a matchup or two. Is that is that one you think that that Chiefs fans, you know, as they're watching this game and Patriots fans too who are listening, is that one that they should be watching for? Is is that particular matchup, or do you have any others in, in your mind that you've been thinking of as you've been approaching uh, this week? As we get ready for this week, I think maybe it's a cop out answer, or maybe it's a brilliant answer. the The answer is just anybody underneath in the middle of the field for for the Chiefs I think is going to have the advantage the Patriots do not have linebackers who can cover so there's only so many guys that you can try to quote take out of the game now the Patriots shut down Darren Waller the Raiders last week they completely Mm -hmm. took him out of the game I don't believe he had a catch if I'm remembering off the top of my head I'm not saying they can shut down Travis Kelsey completely but they can put resources into Travis Kelsey and they could put resources into Hardman and into Hill there's no linebacker that's going to cover. So, um, you know, I think about a couple of years ago, it was opening night after the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Alex Smith came into Foxborough and they won that game like 42 to 27, and they were all over the field. I could see Mahomes hitting Clyde Edwards Hilaire, middle of the field, short passes, dump off screens, and all of a sudden he's going to the house because the Patriots have mm. nobody in the middle of the field that can stop anybody. And if they use the secondary to try to take away Kelsey and the outside weapons, underneath could be really really ugly for the Patriots defensively yeah and one of the things that the the Chiefs have done very effectively with their speed is you know old school football was if you had speed you went downtown right you you know you you ran people on jet you ran them down out and ups you ran them on the jets and the Chiefs do do use that they use speed for their in for their advantage but the things that the thing I think Eric Bieniemy does and and Andy Reid have learned to do is use the chief speed uh horizontally as well and and what I'm hearing from you is that is that the Chiefs fans might be watching a lot of crossing routes from let's say call it five to eight yards and and with the Chiefs using their speed across the field to create separation and to stretch the field uh, horizontally as opposed to trying to always use their speed to go vertically. Um, that's been a big I think a big strong point of the Chiefs uh, receiving core. Now, I mean, the, the Patriots have had success stopping that offense in the past, right? Like they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl a couple mm-hmm. of years ago and McVay was doing all that stuff um, and he was brilliant at it. That is the way that the Chiefs should do this, though. I mean, they, they the, you know, Jawan Bentley, as good as he can be, like he wasn't supposed to be their best linebacker this year. Like Dante Hightower was supposed to be their best yeah. linebacker. And then you didn't know that Kyle Van Noy was going to leave. You didn't know Jamie right. Collins was going to leave. You didn't right. know Atlanta Roberts was going to leave. So you have all these young players that are that are getting reps right now and draft picks that are even aren't even on the field a lot right now, but high draft picks from this year that are supposed to be on the field. They're not speed burners or they're not experienced. Like Andy Reid's creativity, Patrick Mahomes' creativity, and the discipline of the Chiefs' route running, et cetera. I mean, they should be able to exploit that in the middle of the field. Uh, Brady and Joe. Great points all around, and I really look forward to seeing that Edwards-Hilaire matchup versus the linebackers. This can be very interesting uh, to watch. It sounds like the edge toward Edwards-Hilaire, but I'm sure Belichick will have something cooked up. Um, and, and just to correct one thing, yeah, that another interesting matchup. Like you said, Kelsey, or like you said, how good the Patriots are against tight ends. We'll see what Kelsey can do. And to correct one thing, Darren Waller, they completely shut him down, but he did have – 
two catches. I only oh. know this because my wife has Waller on her fantasy team. <laughs> she was freaking out that, that about the team was going down the tubes. That's the only reason I know that. Uh, a question for you, Bray. I'm, I'm curious your take on this. You know, I actually think I've been so impressed with with Cam, just the way he, he's running, throwing. He seems rejuvenated. I actually think, you know, Tom Brady, one of the greatest, if not the, the greatest ever. But I actually think, 2020 cam is better than 2019 brady for this offense do you do you agree from what you've seen um i would not say that now because i can't throw that kind of shade at tom brady just given what we, <laughs> just given what we've had though i mean look the teams with continuity are the teams that are playing really well right like mm-hmm. the chiefs are playing well seattle is winning i wouldn't necessarily say that they're dominating but they're winning the Rams are winning. Buffalo is winning. Teams that had continuity are winning. Teams that have had new coaches and new quarterbacks aren't playing very well. So, and the Patriots are the outlier on that. Maybe Cleveland with a new coach too. Mm-hmm. But Brady with his continuity with Belichick, with McDaniels, with Edelman, with the running backs, I have to think that well, the offense would have looked different. I have to think that Brady would have been able to get as much possible out of this offense as he could. It's a I could sit here and say I think that they'd be two and one with or without Brady. They would have beaten Miami if Brady was here. They would think they would have beaten the Raiders if Miami was here. Now, do I know that they lose by five to Seattle, you know, with Brady, or they lose by three, or they lose by eight? I don't know, but I think they're two and one whether Brady's here or not. Interesting. I mean, keeping in that uh, Brady segue, um, Brady, uh, Tom, the Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm sure you've never heard of that, right? Yeah, right. right. Um, what? Are, are, are New England fans now, do they have a new NFC favorite? And, and is that team, you know, playing down south in Tampa Bay? Like, do, do they feel do – the, do, the, do the fans still feel an allegiance? You know, because I know the 49ers fans, when Joe Montana came to Kansas City, you know, AFC, you know, other than that game on September 11th, 1994, when Steve Young came into town and into Arrowhead – I'm sure there weren't a lot of uh, Chiefs fans uh, sitting in San Francisco watching that game. But I think they became like San Francisco uh, adopted the Chiefs. Is there that same kind of feeling about Tom Terrific, you know, that that now you have a new favorite team in the South that's in the NFC, so you don't have to – you can root for them? Yeah, Patriot fans are rooting for Tom. I don't know what they're rooting for the Bucs, but they're rooting for Toms. Um, There's a huge amount of uh, affinity for what Brady did. People – we're disappointed that disappointed that it got to the situation where he left, but they're not mad at him for leaving. They, they understand why he left when you see some of the disrespect by Belichick in some of these things. People are more mad at Belichick than they are at Brady for how it played out. Um, mm-hmm. The TV networks would have you believe that we're all Tampa Bay fans now because like the whole country <laughs> except for Tampa and Denver saw Seattle and Dallas last week. Except for us in New England, we get every Tampa game that aren't on that, isn't, <laughs> that doesn't conflict with the Patriots. So I've seen more of Tampa than I've ever seen in my entire life. So uh, definitely, people rooting for Brady for sure. That's good. I mean, that's good to hear. I mean, why, why does that happen to the great ones? You know, what 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 is it? You know, you, you look at the way Marcus Allen ended, you know, with the Raiders and Joe Montana with the 49ers. Especially the quarterbacks. Isn't Russia? it just, yeah, it's just, it's just Favre. It's just, you know, it's just amazing how that just, it just happens, you know. Uh, Joe Namath, you know, uh, so many of the great ones uh, end up somewhere else. I guess it's just they want, you know, most NFL players, they'll play till they tear the pads off their back. So you can't play. Well, generally, 
like we said, self-awareness is a great thing to have. And the great ones don't always have self-awareness because they <laughs> always see themselves as great. You know, yeah. they always true. And look, if I was that good, I'd probably always think of myself as great too. So they always want to prove that they're still as good as they once were, as good as they mm -hmm. always were. Um, and in Brady's case, I think he is good enough to keep playing. I think he yeah, could have no played doubt. New England. No doubt. I think that they could have given him a contract that was more fair or more guaranteed money, et cetera. But, you know, Willie Mays going to the Mets and hitting right. 172 or whatever, he always saw himself as Willie Mays. He didn't see himself as Willie Mays of the New York Mets. Yeah. Brady, that's fantastic insight. I love it. That's a great, that's a great, great point. Great stuff. Uh, you know, what's going to be great to watch and what is always fun to watch about the Chiefs is the offensive creativity. Just such cool play calls, uh, particularly on the goal line. We mentioned early in the pod the Eric Fisher touchdown, which made us think about Joe Valerio. Um, and then there, there were the other cool plays. One of them was they rolled out. They had uh, Tyreek Hill uh, in the backfield, actually, and they rolled out Mahomes. And then through the vacate, the slot came Anthony Sherman in an underhand shovel uh, pass, which ended up in a goal line touchdown. What's cool about that, when uh, they were t talking about it after the game, uh, they said they actually tried running that against the Patriots uh, in Mahomes' first year as a starter, so 2018. And the, the Patriots actually sniffed it out and had Sherman covered, so they couldn't run it. So that I think this is going to be something that's just really fun to watch. The Chiefs have all these cool play calls, but nobody's going to be smarter at kind of sniffing it out than, than Belichick. Bill Belichick, yeah. I would never say that Belichick's going to punt a game, but I also can't see them pulling all the stops mm -hmm. to win a game that I don't think they're going to win anyways. Like, I think they've got to keep some of their stuff in the bag hmm. for if they see the Chiefs again. Again, I do not think they're, they're going in here thinking they're going to get beat 49 to nothing. I don't think that they're going to say we're not going to try. But I don't think that everything that they've got special – like, you would say, okay, to beat the Chiefs, we've got to throw the kitchen sink at them. I don't think they're going to throw the kitchen sink at him. I think they're going to do what they do, and they'll save the kitchen sink for kitchen sink for January if they need. Well, that, well, that leads us uh, prediction time. We always do this kind of toward the end of uh, of our uh, pods. Uh, Joe, we'll start with you. How, how do you see this uh, game shaking out, and maybe like a potential score? Yeah, Brady, we always try to get really granular. We try to get down to the <laughs> score. Um, you know, I I, I think. You know, I do, I do agree with you, Brady. I think this this is going to be it's going to be a good game. I, I do think that the Chiefs have the advantage here. Uh, I think coming off of that, I mean, I mean, you know, it's tough. The short weeks are tough. Um, Got to admit, um, but I think I think they do have a little bit of of an advantage just from a like you said continuity perspective. Uh, going against a younger defense, especially at the linebacking core, I think the Chiefs still put up thirty. Plus, Jeff, I think it's I think it's going to be, um, you know, I think it's going to be like 31 to 21. I think it's going to be a 10 point game. Um, I think I think it's going to be closer through three quarters than that. And then I think that the Chiefs creativity and just the firepower will just kind of just catch up with the Patriots a little bit and wear them out. So I'm thinking like 31, 21, a couple of nice scores for Cam. He throws one, he runs one in. You know, I'm sure they can punch uh, Edelman in somewhere, you know, with a nice uh, touchdown catch. And then I think that'll be their three scores. And then and I think the Chiefs pull it out 31-21. Brady? I'm going to go Chiefs 34-23. I think that the Chiefs are actually going to get up. I don't want to say big, but I think they'll be in control early. 
I think the Patriots will end up with some kind of garbage time touchdown. Like I could see it being 34 to 16 for, you know, late in the game. And then all of a sudden the Patriots go and knock one down with three and a half minutes left before the, the chiefs just sit on it. So I'll say 34, 23 chiefs. I hope I'm wrong, but I had the Patriots as an eight win team when the season started. So they got to lose some games. So 34, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I don't know if I can pick against the Chiefs the rest of the season the way they I, I uh, stupidly picked the the Ravens to win and and the Chiefs so impressed me so I'm I'm going Chiefs too I think it's actually going to be a little bit closer I think like Chiefs thirty to twenty seven I think you know the fact that the Patriots have the top rushing offense that's going to challenge them. I think Belichick will have some wrinkles. And I, I do think, Joe, your point about you're coming off a short week, a very emotional game of kind of the game of the year could have an effect. Um, I, I do think something that's actually going to help the Chiefs is the fact that there's some similarities. You know, the, the Ravens are so dangerous with the read option and stuff. Kind of a good prep for going against mm-hmm. Cam Newton. That's a, there's some parallels there. And, and that should make it a, another fun thing to watch. But uh, should be should be a fun one to – heavyweights in the AFC going head to head, but it looks like we all think uh, the chiefs will kind of prevail. Yeah. I think the one thing that's interesting about this game is it's kind of like the new look Patriots, obviously with a you know, fantastic background and backstory and coaching from Bill Belichick, but it's like the, it's this repeat, what, 19 of 22 starters for, you know, with some injuries here and there, but for at least going into the season, you know, mm-hmm. with 19 of 22 starters against a pretty new look, you know, Pat's team I mean other than a couple of you know a couple of really nice veteran holdovers but you know no Tom no Gronk you know it's uh it's going to be interesting to to see that new look Patriots versus the 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 repeat run it back Chiefs Patriots are good they're better than most people expected I think they're better than I expected their division is still not great like the Jets are the maybe the worst team in the league that's going to be two wins Miami I think they go and beat again even though Miami's getting better Buffalo is very good, but the Patriots, because of their division, are still a threat to win the division, which is something I wouldn't have said in the summer. So um, they might not win this game, but they are a team that could still be a top four seed in January if things break their way in Buffalo, you know, subs their toe a little bit. Brady, all Belichick has to do is get them there. That's it. That's, that's what he's yep. so good at, right? Mm-hmm. He's just good at when, you get, when he gets them there, he'll figure it out. You know, he will spend the time figuring it out. So you're right. I mean, they just got to get there, win that division, and Cam stays healthy, key players stay healthy. As Jeff and I always talk about, you know, on our pods, health is such a big thing, you know, these days in the NFL. Bill Belichick will find a way to – he'll get, find a way to get it done. So, yeah, it's, it's – they're going to be – they're going to they're going to learn all the way through the road. This, you're right. This team they may not win this game, but they're going to get. I think the Patriots are going to get better and better each week, having sure. watched them in those first three. And they get a couple of breaks. You always need breaks in the NFL. They're going to see they're going to see Denver without without Drew Locke and and you know uh, I think Cortland Sutton also. They're going to see San Francisco, who's missing everybody, and maybe Jimmy G doesn't play or whatever. It's like they're getting some breaks here potentially mm-hmm. in the schedule that can add to that win. Well, great points, Brady, and, and thanks so much for uh, joining Belief in Chiefs here. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good luck. Thanks. Thanks, Brady. And if you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.